Thank you for tuning in to Game Investing Pirate Radio Hopper here after an exciting night with Heritage Auctions. I did no prep for this episode, so we're just going to go to kind of go off the cuff here. Um, I would say overall, there were definitely some deals, especially on Atari usually. Um, there weren't any really big pieces tonight, so we're going to have time to go through most everything. Actually, it's only one page of stuff. So starting at the top, it was quite a bit of an Atari. Um, nothing catches my eye except this ET. There was an ET 9.8, uh, no, 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 9.0 A plus sealed, which is interesting because I think these come in NS as well. Um, it only went for 576, which I think is a bargain. I think that's a 7, 750 type of game. Um, and the thing about ET that caught my ear when I watched, um, Pat the Punks produced documentary on retro game shops and how digitization is basically ending up as a sad story at retail. But one thing caught my ear when one of the, I think the guy that started the uh, museum that owned a big retro game shop with like a basement that had just games and games and games. I think he said that sometimes kids come in in the 8 to 10-year-old range and someone asks him, you know, do you think people are ever going to go back, you know, historically into Atari, Fairchild, Magnavox? And he said, you know what? Sometimes kids come into my store and they ask me, do you have E.T.? And I was like, hmm. Because the whole point of this podcast is to help collectors, gamers, hobbyists, uh, retired folk, uh, global investors, international folk, you know, people looking at the American market from the outside and they're not really, you know, going to end up in nostalgia, even though that's where they might start. They're going to end up in supply and demand, like Robert Overstreet said in the video game guide, that our old friends, supply and demand, always come to the table and nostalgia gets pushed aside. So, if an 8 to 10 year old kid is asking for E.T. in 2020, uh, that's 1982. So we're talking about a 38 year old iconic movie franchise game, worst game ever apparently. I never played it actually. I never saw the crash. I put my Atari 400 on the shelf and traded it in for partying, arcades, pinball, foosball, darts, keggers and all that right before the crash. So I... I never experienced a crash, but apparently this is the worst game ever. And clearly that 8 to 10-year-old was born, what, 2010? So that person was born almost 30 years after E.T. came out, and they're asking for E.T. So I saw this as a beacon of hope for my podcast. Um, if there's 8 to 10-year-olds out there looking for E.T., I'm thinking E.T. is the historical piece. I don't know what that is in comic books. I don't know if that's... You know, your golden age 40s titles. I wouldn't know which one to pick, Batman, Superman, whatever. Um, but if I was to pick a title for the future market that goes by supply and demand, and on the demand side, it's it's iconic titles that have carried forward in time that have nothing to do with what you grew up with or what you pulled off the shelf. I couldn't pull anything off the shelf when I was a kid. There were no game shops. Um, so I can't buy off nostalgia. Artwork means nothing to me, um, but I can recognize this box art. You know, I saw the movie as a little kid. For me, there's a little bit of a nostalgia, but for the game, there's none. 
uh, the price tag that's on it is really the nostalgic piece for me, but it says $299. Is that KB Toys? Yeah, I miss you, KB Toys. So I think this was a buy. At $576, iconic title, possibly the first title that could bring in a new generation of historical collector investors that did not grow up with the pieces they're going after. Which brings me to Mario, full disclosure, 100% transparency. I won this auction, 9.0 A plus, 1987 silver box for the 1983 port, which was initially released two years before the NES. Um, I was ready to bid five grand because uh, full disclosure, I've sold one for 9,100 on eBay and the last one sold for nine grand on Heritage. I was happy to get this for 2,300. What more can I say except, hey, you can find deals on Heritage. It's all about timing. And I was texting my buddy something like, maybe everybody ran out of stimulus. So it's a buyer's market. Let's move on to the next iconic title out of the 70s, which is probably one of two next to Superman. That would be Space Invaders. And this one's confusing. There was three variations. There was the red box, later print, which full disclosure, I won for 360 After buying that on eBay two days ago for 450 I was happy to dollar cost average down. You know Warren Buffett uses that. Uh, most all investors use dollar cost averaging. I was ready to bid 400 because I had paid 450 and I would either match or bring my average cost down. So I got in for 360 very happy there. But the blue box with the multi-language front, with the 112 in yellow to the right, first time it's ever hit Heritage, so it's a first mover, it's a first to market, premium, went for 1800 which is surprising because the other blue box, which was only a 6.5, went for 162 But I do believe the higher grade uh, regular blue box is somewhere between $500 and $1,000. So the market is starting to place premiums on rare variations, even though they come later in the timeline. And yes, we're seeing that on other modern pieces, which we can talk about in other podcasts. We're probably going to have to do an episode on variations. And I think we need to bring in an expert for each console. Like I know who to go to for NES. And then there's a couple of people that uh, specialize in PS2, PS1. I just found out about jewel cases versus long boxes in PS1. I'm assuming the timeline is similar, though. So this was an anomaly where this came out later then the original blue box, 78, it came out in 87, but it commanded almost a 2x premium. Let's move on to the big boys in Atari, Spider-Man and Star Wars. They're pretty soft today. It looks like uh, you could have got in Spider-Man for half off um, and Star Wars for at least half off in a lower grade 8.0. So what I'm seeing here is signature spreading. You can pull that up. Uh, that's an earlier episode. Signature spreading is occurring across the board constantly. As more and more data comes out, people realize that, uh, you know, there's this many on the high end and then any, anything below that is kind of spreading and dropping. Uh, Galaga, Jinx, Dreadnought Factor, 9.8 A+. I don't know much about this uh, title except it's an Activision blue box. Wait a second. Is that Intellivision? Excuse me. That's an Intellivision blue box Activision 9.8 A+. So... If that was an Atari, it would probably would have gone 2x maybe, but 500 bucks for a 9.8 Intellivision. Hey, if you're if you're putting together an Activision set or an Intellivision set, you just got to pick that one up. Let's move on to NES. 
Black Box Donkey Kong Jr. 7.0 CIB went for 360. Dragon War 8.0 A plus ones for almost 400. Excite Bite 5.0 A sealed went for about a grand. Uh, Gilligan's Island 400, pretty cool for TV. I remember MTV also went off for about 300. So, you know, we're going to see uh, movie and TV probably come back once. Uh, the vaccine is released and people rush back to the theaters. Gremlins 2 went off for 200. I mean, across the board, we're looking at bargains here. Mega Man 3, 70 CIB for 168. Mickey, Mickey went off for 8.5 A plus for a grand, which makes sense. There's a lot of Disney collectors out there in the powerful collecting community. And here's the big boy tonight, Pinball. Wada 9.6 A sealed over. So this is an oval print later production. Um, people are saying oval prints are 2, 3, 4, 5X in you know population raw graded high grade vga wada put it all together we're talking maybe cases more than the early matte gloss and hang so it seems like the market is separating on black boxes between matte gloss hang versus you know later i think that's usually oval i'm still learning every day on black boxes but overall Black boxes are always strong. I mean, Excite Bike went off for a grand at a 5.0 sealed. So, I mean, Pinball looks like a bargain at 9.6A. Um, but I guess that's because of the oval seal. Um, I I recommended, uh, you know, someone could grab this at two grand and it went off for 2280. So I was almost spot on. Um, I think two grand would have been a steal. I think 2500 to three would be a retail value. So two. You know the way Beckett Magazine does it? They give you two numbers. The low side is kind of like the wholesale buy. If you bring it into a card shop, that's what they're going to offer you. The high side is what they put it out in the glass case. So if there's a store out there with this pinball, I would say they put it out for, you know, three, four, uh, maybe even five if it's some crazy shop like FAO Schwartz or something. But on the low side, you want to get in at, at two to two, two five. So somebody did good there because... How many 9.8s are there? Well, there's a big argument about that. We'll learn that later on as we get into the population reports, which is going to be dropping in the next uh, newsletter, by the way. Last black box, Slalom. I don't see this title a whole lot. I almost bid for it because I do have a gloss sticker. I have one black box, gloss, 7.5. So I'm toying with the idea of putting back together a, a gloss set. And then tonight I'm thinking that's going to be impossible. Maybe I should just try to put together a 7.5 set CIB. So this slalom went off for 500. I was going to bid, uh, let me look at my notes. I was going to bid 100 bucks. So I was way off. Um, Super Mario 3 left bros, but it was only a 6.5 CIB. Full disclosure, I've, I've been buying 7.5s for around the $700 range. So 492, 500 bucks. That's about right. Turtles 5.5 CIB, 120. Um, Here's a T2 9.6A SNES that went off for 500. That seems about right. Wheel of Fortune, beautiful Vanna White, classic picture. Um, I'm seeing this as a title. I know there's a Jeopardy power collector on uh, Master Collector on Instagram. I'm wondering if there's a Wheel of Fortune power collector, Master Collector, Registry Collector out there. This might be a piece to put into a subset collection, 9.6A plus, oval though. Um, 1992, so I think that's all there is in an oval. 500 bucks, what a bargain. Here's an interesting piece. Batman Beyond Joker, 96A+, 1500 bucks. That seems a bit on the high side, but I was just talking to a, an expert 
that's been in the game for quite a few years, and he told me that N64 is short as shit. Oh, no, this has to be explicit now. Um, and when I say that, I'm talking about October 2020. It became short. It used to be, you know, there used to be stacks of N64, according to my source. Um, you know, he could buy it all day long for 50, 100 bucks a box, raw, sealed, last six years, let's say. But right now, in 2020, late 2020, Q4 2020, uh, are there any cases of N64 out there? Full disclosure, I won the next two titles, Grand Theft Auto for GBA 9.0A. I won that for 384. I think I bid like three. I had in my notes 500. I was happy to get in for $300 bid. And then I picked up another Zelda. I think I bought like five Zeldas in the last 24 hours, maybe 40 hours. Um, anything from 7.5 to 9.2 maybe, all systems. Uh, I got a Zelda Link to the Past. I don't know anything about this title. I just know it's a Zelda sealed. Um, I can't believe I picked this up for 264. I had on my notes I would bid 300, which would be 360. So I got it $100 under. Overall, this was a soft uh, heritage auction. Once again, I think the stimulus ran out. So it's a buyer's market. Uh, like Warren Buffett said, uh, you know, get greedy when others are fearful. Get fearful when others are greedy. So. This is a time to buy. When the stimulus checks start flowing, I think it's a time to sell. Right now, buy, buy, buy. Contra Hardcorps went off for Sega Genesis. I don't know if this is a clam or a cardboard. It looks like it's a cardboard, 9.6A+, 9 which is just insanity grade. 900 bucks. You know, I was thinking that's... I was going to bid 400 um, That went 2x my bid, so it looks like there might be a rotation into Sega. Um, I think overall Sega graded high end is short as shit compared to, you know, NES and Atari. Um, and then Toy Story, Toy Story one, by the way, I was surprised this only went off for $240. I mean, Pixar, uh, Disney, what did they, they bought Pixar for what? $4 billion. And you would have to say Toy Story is probably worth a half million dollar, a half a billion dollar franchise, Toy Story one, two, three, four. If you add up all the merchandising, the licensing, the movies, the video games, I mean, that could be a billion-dollar franchise. And here we go, 9.2A, Sega Soft Cardboard Box for 200 bucks. Talk about a buyer's market. And a couple more pieces uh, winding down here. Sonic CD 9.4A, 750 bucks, tall, tall box, long box, plastic, A ceiling. That seems about right. Twisted Metal Longbox PS1 went for 200 A Final Fantasy Steelbook 9.4 uh, went for 200 bucks. A God of War 2 9.8A+. Full disclosure, I just bought one of those. Shout out to Texas for something like 350 or 450 so I'm happy. Um, it's good to see that that's, uh, that's you know strong at a 9.A with the uh, God of War number one going for two or three grand. I can't remember. Um, that about does it for the October 5th, 2020 Heritage Auctions. It was definitely a buyer's market tonight. I was happy to pick up uh, four auctions. Um, and in fact, I bought three auctions during the Heritage Auction on eBay. So I picked up seven auctions tonight. Um, I guess I could list the others or you could just check Facebook. I won uh, Donkey Kong Jr. Math for under 200. I won a Zelda for about 200 on eBay from the uh, the son of the guy in the Overstreet Guide or something. Let me click on that. 
I totally trusted him. He's out of Canada. So I'm thinking, you know, usually Canadian sellers don't get a lot of action because people want games fast. And I don't mind because the way I look at it in the mail, they're appreciating. But um, I would recommend watching um, REG underscore Sulipa, S-U-L-I-P-A. I just got three great deals. Um, and in his listing, it says, I am Reginald Sulipa. I am son of Douglas Sulipa. Shout out to an Overstreet comic book price guide senior advisor since 1972. So uh, shout out to you, Reginald. I see that you just sent me a message for the other three things I just won. Um, so all in all, it was a crazy auction night. I won seven auctions. And uh, I'm really happy. Thank you, Reginald, for the combined shipping. And that should do the Heritage Report for now. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Look forward to the newsletter dropping uh, early November. It's already being written every day. I just can't stop it. I'm addicted to this information. I collect information. And remember, play life like a video game. Try something new. Try a new platform. Try Sega Genesis. Try a long box. Try a steelbook. You know? Try Atari. Um, don't be afraid to fail. Investors lose money every day. That that gets you uh, wisdom, experience, knowledge. And those three things can make you a master. <laughs>